Hey, this is Pastor Chris Garcia from Numa Church, and we're so glad that you tuned into our podcast today. I pray that as you listen to today's message, God will speak to your heart in a powerful way. God has some fresh air for you to breathe in this season. How many of you are grateful for the fresh air that God wants to breathe over your life in this season? Man, I receive it. You know, I receive it. I told the Lord, Lord, I need that and I need some more because I think that this world could, you know, could use a little bit of fresh air in the times and the seasons that, that, that we're living. You know, as I was preparing for this message, I, I, I was wondering and I was thinking about, you know, the whole issue with the, with the coronavirus. And as I was thinking about the coronavirus, you know, I'm not going to ask a show of hands how many already have had the coronavirus, all right? I'm scared that if I say, and does anybody have it? You know, a few hands would go up this morning. You see, right over there. Stay away from that sister over there, man, that just raised her hand right now, you know? <laughs> you know, it, it's amazing to me that the whole issue with the coronavirus, the main thing that it affects is the people's breathing. It, it affects their breath. It affects their lungs. It, it, it affects the respiratory system. It, it, it impacts me because we're talking about the series where we're talking about, you know, about, about breathing and pneuma and, and all these things. And, and I, let me tell you something that I think is, is something that we all know. Breathing is central to life. You can't live without breathing, all right? And if you find out how to do it, please come and have a meeting with me and let me know how you figured that out. Okay, we all need to breathe. It allows the human body, all right, to obtain energy and what it needs to sustain itself, okay, and its activities. When I was thinking about this whole thing of breathing, I, I, I was thinking that when you call 911, you know what's the first question that they ask you when you call about an emergency and somebody's hurt or something happened? The first thing that they ask is, is that person breathing. That's the first question they ask. Is that person breathing? Actually, when a baby is born, you know what's the first thing that they look for? That the baby is breathing. And when somebody is about to pass away, what they look for is if that person took their last breath. So breathing is essential to our lives. We can't go on without breathing. Breathing is important, all right? Now, I wrote here a couple of questions. What, okay, in the breath is that we need so much. What happens when we stop breathing? What happens is that we die. Listen to this, all right? I like stats. I love, you know, I'm a nerd, all right? My wife can say amen to that. I like, you want to see me have a good pastime? You put me somewhere with a good book in my hands, and I could just sit there and just read along, and that'll be a great day for me. All right? So a couple of stats for the nerds that are here with PC this morning. All right? Listen to this. An average person takes between 12 and 16 breaths a minute. All right? Now you're going to be sitting there the next minute. It's like, okay, I'm going to time this. You see, Martha's laughing because I think she's going to be doing this. All right? A normal person. I'm like, oh, am I normal or not? That's not the question that I'm asking her this morning. All right? A normal person, a healthy person, takes between 12 and 60 breaths a minute. Okay, that's 960 breaths, all right, in an hour. 960 breaths, okay? Here we go. 
That's 23,000 breaths a day. Anybody been counting how many times they breathe in one day? 23,000 times an average healthy person. You know how much that is in a year? 8,409,000 breaths in a year. Isn't that crazy? And your body just does it naturally. Some of you guys are like, I think I'm losing my breath right now. Maybe your, your Apple Watch is telling you right now to breathe. You know what I'm saying? It's like... Because you get, I don't know if this happens to you. I don't think about those things. But then when they mention it, like, am I breathing correctly? And I start, you know, <laughs> am I the only one that goes through this kind of stuff? All right. So benefits of breathing. Check this out. Cells react with glucose, allowing your body to use it as energy. Helps defend your immune system, helping fight against bacteria and viruses. Healthy brain and nervous system, and it helps you think clearly. Anybody not been thinking clearly? I'm going to tell you what you got to do. You need to breathe a little more, all right? Healing process when the body is wounded or hurt. Breathing helps for that. That's amazing. Breathing helps to keep your muscles strong and mobile, okay? And when you breathe, not only do you take in oxygen you need in to live, but your body also gets rid of carbon dioxide, which is toxic for us. Why am I saying this, guys? Because breathing is important. Now, you come here this morning like, Pastor, I didn't come in for a breathing class. What in the world are you talking about? Especially if you're a visitor, you're like, what in the world is this guy talking about? You know, why, why is he talking about this? Because... I just want you right there where you're at. We've been doing this for the last three weeks. Can you take a deep breath? Just breathe. Just breathe. Okay. You take a deep breath. Why am I telling you to take a deep breath? Because that's the name of the series that we're doing. For three weeks, we've been in a series called, okay, Breathe Deep. Breathe Deep. We want to breathe deep, all right? And, and, the word pneuma, because a lot of times they ask me about this pastor, that's like, what does pneuma mean? The word pneuma, the name of this church, actually means breath. It means air. It means fresh air. Or it's the word for spirit. Every time that the New Testament, which was written in Greek, uses the word spirit or Holy Spirit, the word that appears there is the word pneuma, the breath of God. That's the name of our church. So I, I like to say it like this, Numa, okay, is a bit of fresh air in this world that we live in. That's who we are. But Numa's not this building, okay? Who's Numa? Numa is you and me, those that have decided that this is our spiritual family, our spiritual tribe. We're Numa, all right? And, and I want you to understand something this day, because I think it's very, very important. What makes Numa, this church, special? What's in the air? What's in the atmosphere that makes this church maybe different from all the other churches, even though we have a hundred, a thousand amazing churches in the city? You're never going to hear me come up here and talk about a church. No, we need churches. Actually, we need more pastors. We need more workers. We need more people being reached. Amen? Now, I know that every church has this unique style or, or something that God has given it. The same way that my ear looks different than my toe, praise God for that. 
Even though, no, I don't know why I use my ears, because growing up, I didn't like my ears. Let me talk about something else. My elbow, you know, my elbow looks a little bit different than my big toe. We all look different, but we're all part of what? One body. And everything needs each other. There's things in your body right now that you don't think about, that if all of a sudden you hurt, all of a sudden you think about it. Like the other day, there's these sticks that we have outside on 125th that we don't, we don't want cars from other schools that are around to park there in the morning because they destroy our grass. So we bought some sticks and we put them there on the ground. The other day, one of them was on the floor and I picked it up and I put it inside. And when I put it on the ground, I don't know what in the world was in that stick, but it's like glass went completely into my hands. And I think it, what it does is it has fiberglass and with the heat, it's, it's loosened some particles and they were loose. And it was like, all of a sudden, like a thousand, okay, a thousand nails were going through my hand. I'm like, what in the world is this? And I was coming to prayer at six in the morning. And in the morning, I go to pray over there in that corner over there. And I was there in the corner, I'm like, Lord Jesus, what? But I couldn't see anything. And that day, I had, a, I had a, a lunch in Pastor Larry's house. And Pastor Larry, you know, he said, let me get a magnifying glass. Only Pastor Larry could say those kind of things. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> If you're watching, Pastor, I love you. He goes, let me get a magnifying glass and let me get a flashlight. And all of a sudden, with glasses, a magnifying glass and a flashlight, there were all these black particles in my hand that were in there. And he got some tweezers and I'm like, bro, let's go. Let's do this, man. And I give him my hand and we started taking out those little things that were there. I would have never thought that that morning my hand was going to be hurting. I don't think about my hand hurting. I clap loud and my hand doesn't hurt. But there's certain moments you think about parts of your body. Every part is different. And there's something about Numa that makes it different from other churches that we have in the city. What's in the air? Well, I think this culture, okay, in the air is two things. The culture and the vision. And in, in, in this series, yet last week, I mentioned two aspects of our vision, all right? And, and, and those two aspects were to live on purpose and make a difference. Because I think God has called us to live on purpose and make a difference. Now, if you didn't hear last week's teaching, I want to encourage you. You can go to the YouTube channel of Numa Church Miami. And you can see it there or on Spotify or iTunes or Google and all these other platforms that they have out there today. But today's message... I've called it fresh air living. Fresh air living. All right, and I think that's why I wore all this Jordan stuff, because they used to call them Air Jordan. All right, and I loved Air Jordan. I grew up watching Michael Jordan. For all those LeBron fans out there, no, LeBron, no, Michael, Michael. All right, and I'm the one preaching, so it's Michael today. All right, now if you preach one day and you say LeBron, I'll get you down. You know, anyways... Actually, LeBron is playing here tonight against the Heat. We're going to send them off. We're going to send them off today, man. Say, why did I leave Miami? Anyways, in 2022, okay, God wants you and I to have some fresh air living. He wants us to have some fresh air living. He, he has something completely different than, than what this world has. How many of you guys are ready for some fresh air living? I am. I am. All right. So if you want some fresh air living in your life, okay, there's a few things that I want you to do, okay, to help you live differently in 2022. Look at that. That rhymed and everything, all right? There's a couple of things that I want you to do. Number one, I want you to love God. 
Or if you want some fresher living in 2022, I want you to love God. See, one time they came to Jesus and they asked Jesus, Jesus, which is the greatest of all commandments? This guy wanted to do what was right. And maybe you're here today and you're like, Pastor, okay, come on. Summarize all this stuff for me. You know, the Bible's kind of big. It's hard for me to read it. And, you know, when I try to read it, I, I fall asleep. I hope you're not one of those. But anyways, if you really tell me, Pastor, summarize the Bible for me. Well, I would tell you what Jesus said. And they asked Jesus, which is the greatest of all commandments? And Jesus said, well, the greatest of all commandments is found in Matthew. And if we could put that there on the screen, okay. Matthew 22, verse 37 and 38. And what does the Lord say? He says, and you shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. This is the first and greatest commandment. So you're here today, and you ask me, Pastor, why is this the most important of all the commandments? Why is it this one? And, and it's very simple, because you and I were created to love God and to have a relationship with Him. That's why we were put here on earth. That we would love God and we would have a relationship with Him. I want to tell you this, we all have a God void in our souls. There's a little piece of the puzzle, okay, in our lives that is missing. And God left that empty on purpose so that it could only be filled with Him. And people are looking to fill that. They could try to fill it, you know, with degrees. They could try to fill that, you know, by making money. They could try to, to, to fill that by relationship. They could try to fill that with anything, but you can't. Because the shape of that is God. Because you were created, listen to this, to love God and to be loved by God. I want that to sink into your heart for a moment. Because a lot of times oh, we hear, oh, God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. And I want that to sink into your heart. The God that created the heavens and the earth loves you and wants you to love him back. Isn't that crazy? I remember growing up, I would, you know, like different girls and stuff like that. And I would have a certain goal. You know what was that goal? That that person would like me back. And if they liked me back, then we were good. And when my wife and I started dating, you know, and I started liking her, I was wondering if she liked me. And I remember that you know, I was a very insecure person emotionally in that area. All the insecurities, you know, raise your hand, put them down. I don't want to look at it. <laughs> Camera, follow me. All right. So I went to this young lady here and I, and I took her to a restaurant. That restaurant doesn't even exist anymore. Thank the Lord. It was a macaroni grill that was right there on Kendall Drive. And I took her there, and I wanted to ask her a question. I, was, I wanted to ask, Gabby, do, do you like me? And do you think that we could have a relationship? And, you know, I wanted to hold her hand, you know. Maybe I wanted to give her a kiss, because that would give me security. And you know what this lady told me? She goes, don't you think I'm going to hold your hand? And don't you think I'm gonna get, you're going to get a kiss from me? I was like, what in the world is this? That day, they brought me the food. And you know what I did to the food? I told the guy, can you please pack this up? I'm not, I'm not eating today. 
I, I feel like throwing up. I'm nauseous right now. This is not tasting like anything. Forget about COVID taking the taste out of your mouth. When my wife told me that, the taste left out of my mouth, you know? She goes, I'm not, I, 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 I'm not even sure that I like you. I'm like, what? I'm so likable. What do you mean you don't know if you like me or not? That day, listen, PC, my name is Pastor Chris, so PC does not get depressed. That day I went into depression, bro. I'm thinking about it now and I just, I need to take a deep breath. Hold on. Something just happened inside of me. I got four kids later. It's like, just remember that moment. I walked out of that restaurant. I was like, I cursed this place. It closed. doesn't exist. <laughs> what do they have now? A Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A, baby. I love Chick-fil-A. All the Chick-fil-A people are happy. So God wants to know if we love him back. He loves us, but do you love me back? And part of our vision here at NUMA is to love God because we were created to love him. We were created to walk in relationship with him. One of the things when I think about love is that love does crazy things. How many of you guys know that? Love does crazy things. How many of you guys, when you were going out, Pastor Max, put your, Pastor Max has his hand here. Just put it up, bro. All right. Pastor Max would come up to my office with crazy ideas, and I'm like, Pastor Max, Hema's parents are going to kill you, bro. You know, they're going to come after you. They're Nika. I don't have nothing against Nikas, you know, but they're, you know, they're going to come after you, man. You're Colombian, the same. You guys are not speaking the same language. Pastor Max like, I want to do this for Hema, and I want to do this, and I want to. And the day that he asked her to marry him, oh, man, there was in a whole stadium full of young people. I have the video on my phone. Love does crazy things. And I'm here to tell you that God loved you so much that he did the craziest thing that anybody could have ever have done. And the craziest thing that anybody could ever do was give their son for the life of somebody. I have four children. I love you guys as a church. I love you as your pastor. I pray for you. But I would never give none of my four kids for any of you guys. I'm thinking of one, but no, I'm not giving up him either. And it's a him. Some of you guys are looking, where is he? No, he's not here. <laughs> I drank the funny water this morning. huh? <laughs> Listen, I wouldn't give up none of my kids for any of you guys. Yet God gave up his one and only son. His son, Jesus. And he said, you know what? You're going to go on a rescue mission. You're going to go after them. You're going to go and pay for their sins, for everything they've done. And Jesus came here to this earth and he lived a sinless life. I don't know how you could be a teenager and live a sinless life, but Jesus did it. And Jesus lived a sinless life for all of us in this room to be the perfect sacrifice 
to pay for your sins and mine, that you and I could enter a relationship with God. And when we think about this today, you're like, God wants to be in relationship with me. Oh yeah, he does. God wants to be in relationship with you. He wants you to be in relationship with him. He wants to show up in your life and that's why he's here today. That's why he's here today. When God showed up in my life, I was never the same. I never looked back when he showed up. He wants to show up in the same way in your life that all of a sudden you'll be like, is God real? Right now you could be here sitting down. It's like, man, how long is this thing going to be? I don't even believe in this whole God thing. Your disbelief of God is not going to make me think that God is not real. I'm going to tell you like this. God is not intimidated by your disbelief of him. God will take your disbelief. Pastor Max, stop doing that. He will take the disbelief and he'll just throw it back at you with love. And with love, he will win you. You know what? I'm going to tell it to you like this. You could run, but you can't hide. Oh, you could run. You know what's the thing about trying to run with God? Here it is. He's omnipresent. So wherever you run to, he's there waiting for you. And some people run for five years, 10 years, 15 years. Some of you guys have some gray hairs. I'm like, but pastor, I've been running all my life. <laughs> like, well, God's been waiting for you all your life. Are you going to give up today? Are you going to say, Lord, here I am. I walked into this church. If you walked into this church today or you walked into this broadcast, it was a booby trap. All right. God prepared this whole thing because he's waiting for you because he loves you and he wants you to love him back. Can you put your hands together for him today, somebody? All right. And the second thing, okay, that we need to do if we want to live this fresh air living, okay, we want fresh air living is that we need to be free. Say with me, be free. All right. That's the second phrase of our vision here at Numa. Be free. All right. Jesus said the following. He said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you I'm going to say it again. Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you. The truth will set you free. The question is, what truth, pastor, do I need to know in order for me to be free? What truth do I need to know? Well, here's one. That all of us are captive to our desires, to this fallen world. And to the enemy because of the sin that lives inside of us. That's the truth that we need to know. All of us, not one here, could escape this reality that I just said here. We're all captive. In a moment of our lives, we were all captives. To sin. And you're like, what is sin? Well, I'm going to say it like this. Sin is to miss the mark. If you have a target... All right, and you, you know, have a bow and arrow and you have to hit that target. Sin means that you don't even hit the target, not even the middle. It means that you just miss the whole thing. That's literal translation for what sin means. God had this target and we all missed it. Nobody hit the mark. All right, and the Bible says that we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We, 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 we can't live up to his standards. We, none of us are perfect, all right? Not the pastor, okay? Not the Pope, 
Not your mom. You can love your mom. Your mom is not perfect. Not your dad. No one is. And that continuous sin, what did it do? It made me a slave to it. Because the Bible says that if I continue doing something over and over and over again, what that means is that I'm a slave to that. And the Bible says we were slaves all to sin, not free to choose what you want to do, but you have to obey the cravings of that sin. I remember when I gave my life to the Lord, I lost my friends because I had to make a choice. Am I going to walk after God or am I going to walk with this crew and these cats right here? And you know what? I couldn't do both because these guys were partying and doing this and doing that and I was going astray. And I remember when they knew that I was coming to church and walking with God, they told me, oh man, that's it. You messed up your life. You messed it up because now you can't do anything. In the church, they're going to tell you, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. And I was like, man, maybe that's true. And I'm going to miss out on my youth. But then I found out something as I continued walking with God, that actually when Christ came to my life, I was the one that had choices and they were the ones that were captive to sin. All of a sudden, I recognized that I had the choice if I wanted to do that or not, but they didn't have a choice because they are under the control and the power of that sin. So that's the only thing that they could do. They have no choice, even though they they seem like, oh, I could do whatever I want. No, you don't. (laughs) You could do only what your sinful nature wants you to do. I have the choice if I want to go down that route or if I want to go this route because I found the truth and the truth is setting me free. I want you to know today, you can put your hands together for the Lord. I want you to know today, worship team, you guys can come up. I want you guys to know today, all right, that there's freedom for you. But I want to say it like this, freedom does not come easy. Freedom does not come easy. Freedom is not easy. For example, I needed other people to lean on. You look at me here today, and you're like, oh man, Pastor Chris, and you know, this and that. Let me tell you something. I needed people to lean on. I needed people to believe in me when I didn't believe in myself. I needed people to speak into my life things that I wasn't able to see at that moment. Because at that moment, man, I was dealing with just, forget about a garbage bag. I was dealing with the whole dumpster and the truck and everything else. And I needed people to come and say, hey, you know what? Listen, I see greatness in you. I see that God has a purpose for you. I see that when you speak, there's a gift that you have. You see, for example, this that I'm doing here this morning, I would have ran out of this. I hate public speaking. In school, when it was my turn to read, I would raise my hand to go to the bathroom and come back when I was sure that they already had skipped me. And the teachers that knew that, you know what they would do? When I would walk back in, they're like, okay, Chris, can you continue reading here? I'm like, oh, man. I would stutter. I would get nervous. Were you ever like the clumsy person in class? I was the clumsy person in class. You know, like uh, when I had to walk through a row and there were like bags and stuff like that. Oh, I'm like, oh man, I'm a trip. I'm a, you know, the bags and everything. 
But people in my life saw something different. They started to encourage me. They started to speak into me. And I remember a meeting that I had with a mentor that he said, you know, I think that God has a calling for your life. Because when you speak to the kids, they listen. When, when you sit down, you care. I really believe God wants to use that. And I was, for real? I'm just being me. You see, I want to tell you something. Try to stop being, never try to stop being yourself. People will try to get you to be who you're not. And you'll try to be who you're not to try to fit in with the crew or with the group that you want to be accepted by. And today I want to tell you, just accept yourself as you are, as God made you and who he says that you are. And get yourself a good group of people around you that are walking with God. Why do they need to be walking with God? Because I don't need the garbage from out there. I can get garbage wherever I want. <laughs> but I need people that when I leave that conversation, I'm like, bro, I feel better after I sat down with this person. Man, I'm glad I had this conversation. I'm glad this person is in my life. So today I want to tell you that if we want to be free, we need relationships. We need relationships. And one of the things that I learned from Pastor Max, I never forget in a meeting that we were with, he said this, you're never truly loved until you're truly known. Let that sink in for a moment. You're never truly loved until you're truly known. Until people really know who you are. You don't give them the opportunity to love you as you are. And when you constantly need to try to be this and be that and be that, you're not loved. Because what they love is what you're portraying to them about who you are. And today... Here at NUMA, I want to offer you something different. Today, we have our small groups fair. What is that, Pastor? Well, we're launching our small groups here in NUMA in two weeks. Second week of February. And today, when we leave the service, when we go out there in the parking lot, there's going to be tables. Actually, you guys received the paper when you walked in. And these are the different groups that we're going to have in this season. We have groups in Spanish, and I am sure... Okay, and I made sure that we would have a group in English for each of the different categories that we're offering in the season. In other words, what are you telling me, Pastor? I want to connect you to a group because I want you to walk in freedom. You see, the Bible says in James 5, James 5.16, it says this, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. What does that mean? That to get forgiveness of sins, you pray to God. But to receive freedom, you know what you do? You confess your sins one to another. You talk to people. And after that, you're like, oh, I feel like a weight lifted off. Have you ever said that? After a conversation, I feel like something just lifted off. True freedom happens in the context of relationships. So this morning, not only am I here to tell you that God loves you and that we're here to love him back, I'm here to tell you that God wants you to be free. 
And Jesus says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Truth, freedom comes in the context of relationship. And then this last truth, and I'll finish with this. Okay. In John 8, 34 through 36, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. God wants you to be a son or a daughter. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. Today you're in this room because the son wants to set you free if you haven't obtained that freedom yet. When Jesus died on that cross and he resurrected on that third day, was to offer you that freedom from sin. Today, you can leave this room, you can leave this transmission and know that there's freedom that is operating in your life and you could actually walk into that relationship with God that Jesus offers to you. I want you to close your eyes right there where you're at for a moment. I know we've laughed. I know that during the worship we've cried. And a lot of things God has been doing in our hearts. But this is a moment where I tell you in 2022, God wants some fresh air living for you. And how do I do that? Well, number one, by loving God. By loving God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Just embrace that concept today. God, I was created to be in a relationship with you. And just tell the Lord right there, Lord, maybe I don't know you as this pastor is talking today, but I want to know you more. I want to know you more, Lord. And then say, Lord, I want to receive the freedom that you have for me. And I want to embrace that freedom today. Bring that freedom into my life. I want to walk in relationships that are meaningful, Lord. And I want your freedom to manifest over my heart. And just tell the Lord there, Lord, if there's anything that's been holding me back, anything that doesn't let me advance, it might be relationships, it might be an addiction, whatever it is that is holding you back, say today, Lord, I want my freedom. I embrace freedom today. I want freedom, Holy Spirit. Give it to me. Snow shadow, you won't light up. Mountain, you won't climb up. Coming after me. Snow wall, you won't kick down. Lie, you won't.
guys, let's all stand to our feet this morning. Let's say it one more time. Oh, what a Savior. Come on. Tell them, tell them today. I want to ask that you would close your eyes right there where you're at for a moment. And there where your eyes closed, I want to read one last verse of scripture over you. And I want you to consider these words that I'm going to say. It's in Romans 3, 23, and the Bible says this, For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standards. Yet God, in His grace, freely makes us right in His sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. And today I want to give you the opportunity to make that statement yours, that you would believe in your heart that Jesus shed his blood and he paid for your sins and for my sins. And if today you're here and you say, Pastor, I want to go ahead and make that decision. I want you right there where you're at, that you would bow your head and make this prayer with me. You're watching at home. You do this the same. And you're going to repeat these words with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to live a perfect life and to die for me on the cross to pay for my sins. Today I ask you for forgiveness, God, for all the sins that I've committed. And I make the decision of receiving Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. From this moment on, I declare that I am a son or daughter of God, filled with your Holy Spirit, and ready to live the life that you have for me. I pray this in Jesus' name. And we all say, Amen and Amen. Let's put our hands together for Jesus today. Thanks again for listening. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe to our channel and share it with others. Now, for more content from NUMA and to connect with us, visit our webpage at numachurchmiami.org. We love you and we hope to connect with you soon.